Welcome to season two of Malaspina Theater Podcast, recorded in our beautiful Malaspina Theater lobby on Vancouver Island University's Nanaimo campus. Each episode, we will feature members of our theater community on a wide variety of topics that are important to our young emerging artists. Our goal is to foster discussions important to our community and highlight our ever-emerging talent to discover how they see the world. We would like to acknowledge and thank Sinema, Kudsens, Blaham, Snonuis, and the Qualicum First Nations on whose traditional lands we teach, learn, research, live, and share knowledge. Welcome to the VIU Malaspina Theatre Podcast. I have Matthew McDermott here with me, and he's going to talk a little bit about his poetry. Uh, Matthew, what do you got for us today? Well, yeah, I, I have a little collection here. First of all, thanks for having me, Melissa. Anytime. Uh, my <laughs> in high school, I didn't really write much poetry, maybe a little bit for my English class. Um, but I, I never thought of myself as a, as a poet um, until whenever I started university, I had to take the, the bus. Um, and it was quite a long distance each way. So uh, I was bored enough that I picked up the pen and pad and started going at it. Nice. So the, uh, you started while you were on the bus. And what did you start writing about when you were on the bus? Well, uh, it was, and, and I'll say a, a couple of uh, examples of it as I have the book out with me. Awesome. Uh, w- whenever I started, I was... Uh, very much just writing about, you know, the bus itself and how it was being on the bus. Um, there was there's something called poetry in transit, if you've ever taken the bus. And if you notice, if you look up where some of the ab- advertisements are, you can see these little short poems written by people who take the bus. Um, and some of them are, are quite neat, very short. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for me, like when I say if I'm on the bus, it's not that's not something I would think about if I was going to write some poetry on the bus. You know, I would, I personally think would I would have a hard time uh, with you know figuring out. Like you seem like you have a good grasp on certain details on the bus. How do you like? What do you recommend to people who are trying to start poetry and who like me might not, you know, uh, have a good descriptive imagery when thinking about what to write about? Where you know I'm very oh, the bus is yellow, <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, for me, it's, uh, I, I guess the process is, how, like, you know, I, I can pick up, a, a lot of time I like to base it off of, like, a, an idiom or, or, like, a phrase and how, how I feel about it. Or um, an, another good way, or, or, like, a good hook is using an idiom wrong or in a way that you wouldn't quite expect. Mm-hmm. Um, like, in... One of my poems, I uh, I use the the tongue twister toy boat, but I uh, I put it into the poem where it, it's it's I guess a metaphor where I am the toy boat. You know, mm-hmm. I'm a toy boat, toy boat, toy boat, toy boat. I float. My tongue is more twisted than the scene that I wrote. <laughs> so there's a definitely, um, and a lot of it is I, I guess my only inspiration would actually be for music. Uh, one of my favorite. Uh, I have a couple of artists that 
very much like to do this kind of idiom flip. That'd be uh, Atmosphere, um, the rapper, and also Alex Larrabee. Those are my main two for uh, very good idiom workings. Perfect. I'll have to take a listen after. Mm -hmm. Did you want to start off with one of your poems? Yeah, uh, this is one of the the bus poems. Um, I probably thought of the first line or or the idea on my way to walk to the bus stop. This one's called Tricked. Early in the morning, silver ribbons obscure, the logged landscapes afar, undiscernibly far, teasing me to think that there is snow lodged up there in between the windbreaks. That's amazing. That's awesome. Good job. Yeah. So that one's kind of like a, it's kind of like a free poem. Um, you know, where there's, it, it feels very nice to not be constrained and have to rhyme, but um, for that one, it does use, I believe, the same, yeah, the same syllables per line, so it still is in a type of prose, but it's not necessarily rhyming. Yeah, you, have, you definitely have a very, like, as, you know, your poetry is great in itself, but you have a very um, pronunciated, like when you when you talk, you you pronunciate everything very well, and I think that really adds to when you read it. It makes it more powerful when you when you're reading it too. So I, I really enjoyed how you how you pronounced every word. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I guess I'll go into uh, one more bus poem, and then we might go into one of my longer pieces, which is you know, uh, I it it actually go with the routine of my day. The the short little bus poem, I wouldn't be thinking to myself, I'm going to warm up now, I'm going to write short stuff. But to me, I would, uh, I go on the bus and mind you, this bus ride was like an hour and a half. So I had quite a, it was a good session of practice. So I would start with these short little bus poems and then I'd eventually through the rest of the trip, get on with the rest of the poem. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one's called Queasy. I'm queasy from the bus, with nothing but irk to show. Abdominals hate plateaus. Head feels like an air fryer. Tongue could replace grit paper. Wheels wind the watch of windage. Vision is like a painting. Wow. I love that one. And uh, can you tell us a little... So you said that was describing on how you... Like, kind of how you got ready today? Like, what was... um if you could choose a specific line in that, what would you like, say was um, an inspiration, like the gritting of the... Well, for me, sometimes I, I feel like my head can switch into this kind of poetry creative mode where I, if I remember, I was just thinking in this type of da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Uh, so... I am queasy from the bus with nothing but irk to show. So it's it's almost limerick, but I, I don't like to confine myself to a type of limerick sort of feel. For me, like, for instance, if it's a uh, short, long, short, long, short, long, uh, something that I like to do a whole bunch is I like, let's say there's six syllables. I go short, long, short, long, short, long, and then I go long, short, long, short, long, short, short, long, short, long, short, long, long, short, long, short, long, short. And that's just a personal preference? Yeah, to me, it's, it's. I always like to, I knew music first before I I tried poetry a whole bunch, and 
to me that that kind of reminds me of like uh, an odd uh, odd time signature. So let's uh, to me I always like to relate it to what rhythm I'm trying to create. So um, actually I have if I can pull it up I have uh, something that's in a very unusual prose um, that you'll probably never see anywhere. Can't I can find it. Uh, I, I guess we'll just start with uh, uh, this one isn't the one in the weird prose, but this one's just a, a longer form one. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one's called No, um, and this was actually written out of contempt of someone. They won't uh, be named. <laughs> but uh, uh, this one's No. I asked you a question, but please answer no. Don't butter the rebuttal with whimsical flow. You repeat the content, we already know, expecting inflection to change up the tone. My query is clearly a question of theory, severely endearing your intellect surely, evading ideas the topic careening, repealing my feeling conciseness is nearing. Please pose prone your pose deaf drone. Spare me the details you thought up alone, and zoom in homing towards the answer you own, withheld from me by your insolent tone. Sorry if rudeness is what I condone. Your long-winded answer is just a stone's throw. Away from the answer that I do not know. I asked you a question, so just answer no. Wow. It sounded like a lot of, you know, maybe a little, lot of anger towards that person. Am I reading that correctly, or what feelings did you have? I actually did have actual contempt, and uh, yeah. Um, but in some ways, I, I accepted the feeling after I wrote this, and I'm, you know, I'm... I, I kind of recognize and internalize the feeling. That's uh, that's what I feel like the poetry helps me do. Mm-hmm. Is it kind of like a therapy in a way of, you know, uh, relaxation when you're maybe stressed out, you know, school or work? Something. Definitely. Or, uh, you know, in, in the point, uh, I'm quite busy with university, so I don't write as much. But um, when I was starting out, I had trouble feeling involved or like a, a part of it and for me uh like writing was just something to do to feel like I was uh being I, I guess helpful in a way or um just constructive or artistic in a way definitely definitely did you um I see you pulled up another one here were you wanting to read another one of your longer ones I see uh sure uh this one is um entirely free verse this one and and it's on purpose is kind of a mockery of how uh how much of an amateur i am at this um so in some ways i uh um it's funny you say how much of an amateur you are like for me who doesn't write poetry um you sound like a professional to me it's you know it, for you to say that i'm you know, it's not something I ever thought about. Well, I I definitely say like uh, I don't even I don't even read that much poetry. Um, my like none of my stuff is published yet, even though I'm I'm thinking of putting some things into some contests. But I'd still say that uh, I it's something that I like to call as uh, basically un unlimited, well not unlimited art, but uninfluenced art, where basically it's like if someone uh, never, like, someone listens to blues and then they, they play a blues riff on guitar. But they're, they're not, like, they're not thinking, hey, this sounds like this specific blues player or this sounds like this person. In some ways, whenever you're starting out art, uh, 
keeping yourself away from these kind of borders helps you define your own style by breaking borders. And then once you create the piece of art, then learn where do you fit within the artistic world. Um, so this one's called shawarma. My poetry is like ketchup on shawarma, screwing the pooch and flooding the sauna, all in a lopsided package. Sour clout, like pickled cabbage, is my strong suit and an advantage. I learn every rule by mercilessly breaking them, learn them by heart, and then end up hating them, and then hating the medium. Techniques are tedium. I'll just regurgitate a mutation of what I've heard from the Athenians that know what they're doing. Each line is a shoe-in. Lucky to be witnessed, just like my bastardization of lyrical mischief, cut off in midwiff by the end of the fucking page. <laughs> I really enjoyed that one. I, I feel that way, actually, when I, um, you know, I do anything like drawing or something like, like that. I always, I always hate it, and, you know, but, uh, you know, every time I'm like, oh, this is so horrible, but, you know, I keep doing it, and uh, I guess, you know, practice makes perfect. There's just one line in there where I was like, oh, I relate so much to that line. <laughs> um, but uh, I was going to say, do you, you know, for you writing poetry, and you said you don't read poetry, you're not really, you know, into you weren't really into poetry before so do you think poetry is dead like were you i do you think in in some ways uh and and i'll talk about this to to me the the kind of distinction between let's say for me i i like my poetry to be spoken (laughs) like i i like mine as like the active voice poetry is is sort of uh, you can use inflection and all that, but there, there's a difference between poetry and, uh, let's say, rap music. Um, and, and I like this discussion a lot because uh, the difference between uh, w- what makes sense in, let's say, rap, where, uh, let's say, a lot of our uh, poetry is in music nowadays, um, and uh, the most emerging genre is rap. And there's some things that don't quite translate between the two, where if you're in poetry... And you have the same rhythm of the da 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 da, going to da 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 da, kind of like something that lilts or something with that kind of a feeling of of trotting. That that doesn't that wouldn't quite work because if you're rapping and you're just you know sometimes you can get yourself in a pocket where you're like da 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 da, yeah, over the beat and. And, and so, like sometimes that works, but a lot of the time, like our rapping uses the basically rhythmic um, surprise where you don't stick to a prose because you're supposed to uh, change the rhythm. So like an instance would be if someone's rapping, and I, I won't say words, I'll just kind of get in the style. It's da, that, so so that's kind of like a that's kind of like a '90s style, um, but let's say something more modern would it uses something called like a, I think it's called like a, a, a Scottish, is is called the Scotch flip or something where it's, uh, let's say you're in something triplet so, da 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 so it kind of where it's is very close together, and that's cool and all, but um, and it and it does mean that you can, you still have to rhyme, but you can break prose. But for me, I actually prefer having the the prose or like the syllable count. Um, mm-hmm. 
So that's why I I kind of like uh, I kind of like to keep my my music instrumental, and I like my my poetry to not be yeah like it can have rhythm, but it wouldn't be musical. I I like those a little bit separate. Mm-hmm. So do you think that people should write poetry more often, or or do you think that it's uh, you know people do it's just not you know well known that because I feel like poetry isn't very popularized anymore. It's um, very hidden I guess and do you think people should uh write more do you think you should keep it as like a our little secret type you know do you you hear what I'm saying like well uh, to answer that question I'd very much like to talk to someone who's in the poetry genre uh or is was more prolific in the scene where at least from me what I notice is that um in music prose is no longer uh it's, it's not, or like this syllabic count isn't used as much in music, but on in the same instance, let's say, where poetry was used quite a lot in theater, um, uh, I'm, I'm sure that there are some times, but like if you look at a musical, it's the same as modern music where you're not sticking to the prose. And like basically since, I guess, Shakespeare, we haven't really been sticking to proses. Well, that, that's not true. We have for a little bit. I'm, I'm now learning that. I'm a student, but... Uh, yeah, definitely in modern theater, I don't see, uh, I guess, people just speaking in the same type of, uh, in the same type of rhythm. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you have a type of theme that you like to go for when writing poetry? Like, um, you know, it seems like you're writing a lot about your own personal life or, you know, what's going on around you. Uh, do you ever have, like, a theme of, you know, romantic poetry or uh, do you stick with mostly just you know everyday life you know uh, what you see type thing Um, do you ever go into um, let's say like you know sadness uh, or you know love or yeah Uh, I I can give some examples of that I'm not a a one shtick this one's I don't know if it's romantic it it depends on on who you tell it to but I uh, Definitely, I, I like to analyze parts of our life that are just, you know, accepted. And for me, I like to double think about it or, or really uh, go around the question of why is this the way it is. Mm-hmm. So this one's called Beauty. The attractive female is a mystery to me. Her high heels are breaking ligaments in her knees. She's wearing black leggings, not as comfy as jeans. Her bra wire is strangling her rib cage when she breathes. Lord, Lord knows her lordosis, the arching of her spine, will cause sorts of problems when she makes face with time. I ask how she's doing. She always chimes in, fine. How much of her routine is beauty wasted time? I do it for myself, is the answer they make, concealer constraining all the pores on her face. Just because actresses fit their jobs and be fake means she goes starves herself so guys balk at her cake. You've heard it all before, and the answer's the same. You're tired of us men pinning on you the blame. I just want you to know I don't support the pain. Beauty's in the headspace, not a flagellant gain. Men will step up this time. We'll get vasectomies. Save ladies the effort of needing IUDs. Nothing's as painful as a hysterectomy. So queen, go get that breast reduction surgery. You mean a lot to me in oversized hoodies. But as much as I plead, it's your life to lead. So so just give me the plea and I'll complete the deed. I'll sit down and shut up and worry about me. was great thank you for that that feels very current it feels like what's going 
happening right now with, you know, beauty standards and all that. So I guessing your take is, you know, just you do you um, and I'll do me type thing. Like, are you, do you not agree with, that's why I'm getting from your poem is, you know, not agreeing with how yeah. uh, women will go above and beyond to, you know, make themselves look a certain way. And it, even if it hurts them and causes them. Well, for me, I'm I'm getting to the point as an artist where, I, especially through my poetry and even being a person, I'm starting to, like, through my poetry, I've realized, you know, I'm, I'm going to say how I feel um, the way it is and try and not censor it that much. And then, you know, once I read it out and maybe get feedback, then I'll see where I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm uh, I'm comfortable enough with it that I'd be basically fine to to say something like that where you know there might be some points in there some people disagree with and and i like to hear that and definitely the the way that the the lines kind of flow makes it easier to to eke out the topics Mm -hmm. um and you said you wanted a a sad one so here's one Um, i do love a sad poem (laughs) (laughs) this one's called hound i float around without a sound Bound to town like a russet hound, chasing conversations that can't be found. The silence drowns, my ears flop down. This dog has bite but barely barks, is what it seems by their remarks. This dog, he has to play his heart, to, play, to chase his prey to show his heart. This mud obeys, he knows the muzzle. He spends his days in muddy puddles. A stray complaining sounds like double, so beat the dog that needs a nuzzle. And so he wags his skimpy tail, Surrounds the pound to no avail. Until the lonesome thought prevails, he hangs with wood ants, plants, and snails. This runt doesn't pray for kibble, though he'll dream till drool he dribbles. He just wishes he was little, sick tick on his mother's nipple. Today this dog is feeling down, nose to ground like russet hound. That's beautiful. That's, that is definitely a little sad, for sure. <laughs> That's great, but... I, you know, at the start when you were talking about he's just looking to, you know, find someone to, I, I can't remember the exact line, but he was, he was searching for somebody to, yeah I guess, socialize with. And, you know, at first I was thinking about, you know, with everyone with their phones and stuff like that. That's kind of what I thought about. But then it, it, it um, kind of led me away from that. But that's my first thought when I was listening to it, because I was like, oh, maybe the dog is Matthew and, you know, he's trying to find communication with people and he's not getting that. So he goes off and does, you know, something else uh, because everyone was probably distracted or, or not around because they're at home watching TV or something like that. So that's kind of what I was thinking when I first listened to it, but I'm assuming that wasn't where you were going with that. Maybe it was just something I. That, that is actually exactly what I was thinking. Oh, wow. Um, and I'm, I'm happy to say that, uh, whether or not my poetry is is that good, I've yet to figure that out. But uh, I've yet to get it appraised by someone proper. But something that I like is that no matter what, the the mood is there, and it's uh, it's it's through the, I guess the the metaphor. So yeah, it, exactly that for for me. It's uh, it's whenever I'm around a group of people and I'm kind of a wallflower and I'm not really uh, getting in as much. And uh, in some ways, it can get a feeling of like you know, your self-confidence, your self-worth of like, you know, why am I such a stick in the mud here? Mm. But something that I find that like, uh, I, I made sure in the line, uh, where is it? 
and so he wags his skimpy tail, surrounds the pound to no avail. Until the lonesome thought prevails, he hangs with wood ants, plants, and snails. And honestly, to me, I, I find a lot of beauty in that last line that, uh, you know, you, you might ask like uh, someone what they think of wood ants, plants, and snails, but it, even though it seems like bugs and they're gross, to me, like, I really like the thought of like a forest and how even though uh, the dog, or I guess in that case it's me, is off to do his own thing, in some ways that thing itself is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and and just like that example, in some ways I can change the way that I feel about my situations through my poetry. Right. And do you have a poet that you look up to or or somebody that you can name that maybe has had an inspiration towards your work? Uh Actually, there, there's maybe one for the, for, uh, I can't remember his name. Let me see if I can look him up on my phone. He was the author of, uh, was it the, it was like the, it was basically a, a book I had to read in grade school. Um, it was like the, uh, it, it was called like the, the Indian's Guide to High School or something. I, I forget exactly the name of the title. Um, yeah, no, that's okay. Uh, but, but anyway, it's a First Nations author out of uh, Seattle, and uh, he had this uh, this poetry collection that was probably the first one I've ever read. Um, and it's definitely, that was the first time whenever I was reading it, and I realized just how the range of emotion and depth you can get into. Uh, it, I think it's... Uh, no, not that name. Yeah, I can't remember his name, but I'll, I'll definitely look. I'll, I'll remember his name after this. That's okay. That's always how it works. There's this one poet I was just looking up as well. His name is Ogden Nash. And a long time ago, people, the majority of people didn't think he was a poet because his poems were like ridiculous. And, you know, they just were very short and, and they... They were kind of, I'll, I'll read you the most famous one uh, because it's a good example of, of what, maybe why people didn't like his poetry. But I just want to know from you after I read it is, do you think there is good poetry and bad poetry? Or do you think everything is, you know, as long as you're writing, it's poetry if you try? And, and um, here, I'll read you what it says. Maybe you can ha- give me your thoughts. It's very short, so <laughs> it's just... Candy is dandy, but liquor is quicker. Apparently, that was a very famous poem, and uh, he got a lot of hate for because he was calling himself a poet. But apparently, people are like, "You're not a poet. You need to write." Yeah, it's uh, well, it, in some ways, it's uh, th- this type of like alliteration and quick flipping. Um, actually, a, a lot of our idioms come from like old books. Um, so I definitely think because idioms aren't made as as often um i think that if if you're uh, i think that idiom making can be uh or or like these little sayings like uh you know waste not want not Mm -hmm. all these little sayings i think that that's totally poetry um and i think it's a good role to be taken up by poetry because in some ways uh modern writing doesn't like to it, it doesn't like to tend to the tenuous sort of, uh, you know, alliteration. Uh, it doesn't really like the, the flow that much. Um, it's just like when people say, this is art and that's not art. Well, you know, in my opinion, I think, you know, as long as you are making something and you believe it's art, then, you know, I'd, why not call it art? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Uh, here's here's one. This is probably the hardest po- <laughs> poem to to perform. Definitely. Um, th- this wait. one is just me hitting up the th- thesaurus, but there there is a meaning behind it. But I sometimes I feel like I kind of lost the meaning through it. But I, I definitely uh, towards the end I, I get it across. Um, this one's called swears. Remember that. Exemplary poets exunt explicatives, expediting egads, exploiting fricatives, finagling friction forces initiatives, ferocity follows fighting prerogatives. Periapucal plagues pugnant punctuation, halitosis hardly harkens habitation, verbosity evades disavowed placation, sugarcoating sonnets to soothing sedations. Too much information, distill the occasion, for evaluation, diction ultimatum. Finally free from precocious prose, pray I to disclose my disdain for verbose. I plead thee to bleat, yelp, cry, screech, and shriek, whatever would cause poor mother to weep. These words are not weapons lent to the inept. These words are just colors of life they have kept. Each phrase of, bless- each phrase of blessing of pleading and stressing contes- contesting the question of living intention. So if I can add any meaning to message, devotion to motion, the notion I vestige, invest all your ire in one great desire, I'll curse out the heavens and then I'll admire. A poem erroneous, short and spontaneous, so pointed that it is chanted in famousness. My voice is tiring, so I'll sum it up. Instead of this poem, I should have wrote fuck. <laughs> I think that one is my favorite one. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so that, that, that one starts with like, a, you know, I, I, tried to, I, I tried to have it all uppity uh, or, or like higher class in the beginning. Kind of quick, yeah. Um, and like, if if I can put it into to basic words, like exemplary poets exunt explicatives. That that's in simple. That's just you know, good poets don't swear. Um, and you know, in in some ways, I, I even though I I haven't gotten that much uh, like a critiquing of poetry, I, I kind of like to to make fun of what I build up the the old style poet to be, um, and and I kind of like to to make fun of them. Mm-hmm. So for, you know, just to end it off here, did you want to read another poem or do you want to let us know what, where or when we might see your poems around or what contests you might be entered in? Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm thinking of uh, uh, putting some of my poems into the rap poetry, uh, R-A-P poetry. It's not rap, but it's just that's the acronym for the contest. Um, and then I'm going I'm to sit down one of these days uh, to basically just put all my poems and send them out to contests and see what I get. Um, but yeah, if, if I can leave uh, leave this podcast with I, what I feel like is my most streamlined poem, uh, this one's called Toy Boat. And uh, I actually do have enough poems that I've put it into a book, and it's like it's enough that it is an actual book. It's about a... I, I know that you need at least 30, and I have probably around 45 to... I think 50 poems in this book that I, I, I might release. Who's, who knows? Uh, I, have, I have it sitting at home. Anyway, here's, uh, here's Toy Boat that I'll just leave the episode with. I might be a poet. I feel more than show it. Emotions are oceans. My life is a voyage. Conveying is draining the tub when it's raining in hopes the bath staying is still as a painting. I'm a toy boat, toy boat, toy boat, toy boat, I float. My tongue is more twisted than the scene that I wrote. Impressionist canvas, a fiberglass vantage. You know the boat's rocking, my anchor's unmanaged. I have my, uh, 
Oh, I just skipped it. Um, the artist is cruel. The image is dual. I see the horizon, perspective of fools. I'm a toy boat, toy boat. Toy boat, toy boat, I float. My tongue is more twisted than the seedling that I wrote. Message in a bottle has my bent mass throttled. Cross current of model ships sinking in water. I bail out of flooding with thimbles of loving. I plug holes with thumbtacks and caulking of cunning. I'm a toy boat, toy boat. Toy boat, toy boat, I float. My tongue is more twisted than the scene that I wrote. Portside aches, oar is stuck. Stern of boats getting fucked. Dorsal is porcelain. Starboard sides given up. Like the dreams left untouched. Moby Dick's rubber duck. Just when I've had enough. Epsom salts rubbed in cuts. I'm a toy boat, toy boat. Toy boat, toy boat, I float. My tongue is more twisted than the scene that I wrote. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.